Welcome to Call America, where we discuss the weird, wonderful, and worrying rituals and sacrifices that make America great. I'm Carl Joseph Black, a Brooklyn native born into the cult that is America. And I'm Lisa Charlotte, a migrant who totally bought into the cult from afar. Welcome. What's good? It's our first bonus episode. Yes. We have no idea what's going to happen. If you made it here, it's lit. Absolutely. In these episodes, we're going to discuss topics that don't quite fit into our regular episodes or that we don't want to like take over our regular episodes, but we think are important to cover anyway. So it's not going to be as structured as a regular episode, but we have a bunch of facts here. Right. We're going to talk about them. We talking about the shit that's going to get your grandma mad <laughs> on Thursday. We talking about Thanksgiving. I'm kind of excited to talk about this just because Thanksgiving for me has like evolved in so many different ways. But I want to hear, how has Thanksgiving evolved for you? Because you're probably looking at us here in the U.S. like we're fucking nuts. Y'all don't have Thanksgiving in Australia, right? Uh, no, we don't have Thanksgiving in Australia. Yeah, so we looking like some fucking maniacs killing birds. And... I mean, we eat turkey for Christmas, so oh, okay, I don't know okay. if like we can be throwing stones here. But yeah, <laughs> it is interesting because a lot of people ask me like, oh yeah, what have you done for Thanksgiving? I think people don't think it's that American. Mm. I think maybe because Canada has Thanksgiving too. So I think Americans yeah. probably just think that every country has Thanksgiving, but yeah. it's a very like North American thing. Though I will say that like recently, and I think as I have more friends who are either like from the US or who have lived in the US, people do do Friendsgivings in Australia. Yes. Yeah. And it's not always necessarily in November, but like people will have like a Friendsgiving. Yeah. Maybe like Christmas in July thing would be like a Friendsgiving or people would celebrate Friendsgiving on the American holiday date with American people in Australia. So I have been to some like Friendsgivings in Australia. Yeah. I, I didn't go to my first Friendsgiving until I was a grown ass man. Like I didn't even know what that shit was. I was just like, I might've been like 24 or 25. And my friends were like, yo, can we do a Friendsgiving at your apartment? And I was like, <laughs> the fuck is that? And no. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want me to clean up? And you're like, nah. Absolutely the fuck like, not. Hell nah. <laughs> so I'm good on that. The Friendsgiving ended up not happening at my apartment. It ended up happening at my friends. But it was pretty cool. Like it was like Thanksgiving, but with your friends, which is interesting because there's like way less drama. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's no like old beefs. I've that never need to had a family Thanksgiving before. You've never had a family Thanksgiving? No, I've only had Thanksgiving with friends. I usually wow. go to like an Australian guy's house that I know and he hosts like a bunch of orphans. Wow. Okay. Mm. Well, you're very lucky. So for me, Thanksgiving growing up in general was. Well, Thanksgiving has always been the same where like, you know, we just have a bunch of people come to our house and it's like the whole family wants to come to our house for Thanksgiving. They don't ever invite us over to their house because they it's don't the want to trash. point of drama. Yeah, yeah, they don't want to trash their house. They're like, let's just go to <laughs> Carl's family's house and just trash their <laughs> shit. Right. So um, I think that's probably why I told my friend no. Yeah, like, you're like, like, I know what this is. Somewhere inside of me, like, it was just automatic. Like, no, if you if you do it once, you do it every year. <laughs> and it's like, that. it's a commitment I wasn't ready for. But Thanksgiving with my family, somebody was always bringing some drama. Like, I saw a meme recently. I think Samori actually retweeted it. And somebody was like, oh, what did you bring to the dinner today? <laughs> and the response was, yeah, I brought some beef. And then he <laughs> swung on his cousin. <laughs> oh, I saw that actually. <laughs> and like, that's Thanksgiving. Like, everybody brings their food, but somebody's always bringing some beef. So people bring plates Yeah, people bring plates. So like, um, and, and there's like certain people that bring certain foods, mm -hmm. like every year. And then there's like one or two people, and I'm not going to name no names, 
<laughs> but there's like one or two people who always want to bring like a different dish to compete with somebody's like always dish. Ooh. And like it's just it, the drama starts when the dish they brought is untouched. But the other dish that's the same <laughs> is completely empty. That's where the beef starts. Because then, like, it just becomes, like, comparaholics anonymous type <laughs> shit. Like, people are in there. They're like, oh, word. Like, you was always the better the better aunt. You think? You think because you, you make a better cornbread than me that you just are better than me? Like, oh, my God. And then, like, old beef pops up. Yeah. Like, you start hearing shit about your aunts that, like, you never knew about your aunts because it was shit that happened before you were born. <laughs> but, like, that aunt never let that shit go. <laughs> oh, my god! Your gosh. aunt never let that shit go. She'd be like, yeah, that's why when you was 20, you stole my man. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Auntie. Welcome to Thanksgiving at my house. You know what oh I mean? Oh, my goodness. But there are also, like, main characters yeah, of yeah. Thanksgiving. So, like, the drunk uncle. Uh-huh. Then there's, like, my grandfather, who, like, comes to Thanksgiving and says nothing. He just sits in a corner. I love that. And we just do funny shit. Like, one, <laughs> <laughs> one year, me and my cousin, oh, rest in peace, Danny, to my cousin. So, me and my cousin, Danny, at the time, it was the, um, what was that challenge that they, when everybody froze? Oh, oh the, yeah, yeah. The mannequin challenge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, we <laughs> no, were all, we were all, <laughs> we had the mannequin challenge going on, and we just had it on my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker never moves. He just sits <laughs> in a corner and says nothing. I mean, he shows up. He shows up. He that's shows something. up. But like, he spends half the time trying to remember all our names and shit. He's yeah, like, that's fair he enough. He points to me. He's like, "You're Kevin, right?" I'm like, "I'm Carl, Grandpa." It's it's hard to keep things straight. You know, you get up there, you're just like, "They all my kids." Exactly. And then like, we have a running joke that Grandpa's pullout game is weak because he has so many kids and grandkids. <laughs> Oh, wow. I don't think I ever spoke about my grandparents that way. Welcome to um, Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I really have, because the only real time that that happens in Australia, like in terms of like a family holiday, mm. or at least in my family, is like Christmas. It used to be Christmas. But once my grandparents passed away, we didn't do that anymore. Oh, But my so dad's like, like one of glue. seven. So there are like so many kids and there's so much drama and yeah. like... But, like, I would just hang out with my crazy drunk auntie. Like, she's my absolute favorite. Shout out to Auntie Michelle. And that's that's good for me. But yeah. I haven't had to go to, like, a family thing for ages. I may never go to a big family event again. Mm. Like, I don't, see a, I don't see a time when that would happen. We stopped doing family Christmas, too. We just started doing, like, my immediate family, like, my yeah. parents and my siblings. Just us for a lunch with, like, my uncle. And then we have friends over and get drunk. And that's Christmas now. So mm. like, I haven't had to deal with like a big family thing. Yeah. I used to go to my friend um, Shani's family thing for Christmas here, which I don't know what will happen now with COVID. I don't know if I'm invited anymore. Yeah. They used to let the random Australian come along. But I haven't been part of the family drama. But her family's great because they have like a really aggressive secret Santa that's like very exclusive. Oh. And the first year I came, her dad didn't want me to be left out on Christmas. Yeah. So he like wrapped a gift for me. And then the family like, whoa, what's going on? She's not in the secret Santa, is she? She can't be in the secret Santa. Like, people have, like, had kids in the family and not been in the secret Santa. Like, it's, like, it's just, it's huge as a committee. But it's nice nice when you're on the outside of it. Like, when it's not your family and it's just a completely, like, foreign family to you, it's kind of fun. I kind of want, like, a random person to come to, like, one of my family functions and just write a book about it. (laughs) 
like just write about every single person. I'm always down for other people's families. Yeah, yeah. We might have to make that happen. Yeah. Because like I definitely want the outside looking in. Cause like I know my characters from my perspective. I'm like, yeah, that's that's drunk Uncle Henry. And I'm always making fun of his watch because usually his watch is fake. <laughs> I know my place. I'm the one who gets drunk. So that's always my place at a family function. Yeah. I feel like, you know, there's that like psychological thing where when you're in certain situations, alcohol and drugs affect you differently. Yeah. I can drink as much as I would just like drink in a normal day at a family function. And I'm like drunk. My brain's just like, can't handle it. You got to check out this. <laughs> See you later. See you later. <laughs> yeah. Two glasses of wine. All right. That's enough. You're yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what's interesting? Um, Maybe, maybe if the listeners are interested. On my Instagram page, I did like a bunch of Instagram stories doing like basically summarizing what Thanksgiving is like in my house. <laughs> Is it on your Instagram? It's on like my safe stories. Oh, it's called nice. Thanksgiving. Nice. I'm going to have to You're check gonna that have, out. I, I want to get your thoughts on it. I'll definitely. And, you and should tell me before the episode. I would have I would have watched it ahead of time. Hell yeah. And like everyone who's listening, definitely take a look at that shit. I can't Because I, I posted it like four years ago, but it's still accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Never changes. So you're looking forward to Thursday. I'm looking forward to next Thursday for many reasons. Of course, because it's always good to see my family members and shit. But we spent the last four Thanksgivings, excluding last Thanksgiving because of COVID, we spent like the last, the three Thanksgivings before that, just like railing on Trump. Right. <laughs> and I'm just like, what are y'all motherfuckers going to talk about this year? <laughs> well, that's, well, I mean, I guess like for that, I mean, it made some families worse and some better. I feel yeah. like I feel like some families where there might have been some like disagreement. Oh, hell yeah. There were disagreements like, in mind. Yeah. I don't think Trump being president, even though obviously we're Australian, I don't think that him being president has made my family gatherings much easier. In fact, I feel like my family feel quite emboldened oh, Wow. Um, to discuss things more frankly than they did before. But I can imagine that if it was like more of a nuanced disagreement that it, Trump is just like super easy to just be like, we all hate him. Let's yeah. rally behind it. Oh, see, what's interesting is I didn't realize how conservative some of my family members were until this shit. Oh, happened. so they became emboldened like, too. Like, yeah. Like, so they were like, definitely people like my mom who are like, I cannot wait until he's gone. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. Like my mom had a calendar and she would put an X every day because it would be one day Shout closer to, your mom. to Trump it. being gone. But then like I would have we some hope. other family members like, yo, like, I don't know why y'all tripping so much. Like we getting money, aren't we? And yeah. I'm like, yo, like, mom, what do you think about that? <laughs> so like, that's my character in Thanksgiving. I'm the drama king. I'm the, oh, you going to let him say that? <laughs> or if my little brother and sister decide to go for a quote unquote walk, I'll be like, Mom, where those kids at? Oh, you don't. <laughs> I'm that guy. I'm that guy. Just to watch shit, like, come together. I just feel like a fucking puppet master and shit. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Let's get the oven warm before the food get on the table. <laughs> so, oh, my god. So when this would happen, so, like, you know, my mom would say, oh, did you hear what he said today? And then my <laughs> uncle would be like, my uncle would just look at her, and I'd be like, yo, you look like you got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll look, he'll be like, I don't think what he said was that problematic. Like, I, And then my dad would be like, oh, shit, bro. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> now she's never going to stop talking about this shit. <laughs> 
I love that. So yeah, so that essentially the history of your Thanksgiving of of my family's Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Thanksgivings have been, from my friends' experiences, pretty tense of late. I mean, pre-COVID, when Trump was in power, there's like always that one, at least one family member who's like wiling out on conspiracy theories at the end of the table. Just real tinfoil hat. Yeah. Uh, What's that dude? Jones. Alex Alex Jones. Jones. Yeah. Real Alex Jones energy. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But I'm glad to get your take on Thanksgiving because I don't know anyone who kind of came to the States and like experienced Thanksgiving for the first time as an adult. Mm. I only know it from people who either grew up with Thanksgiving as like a thing or they grew up with Thanksgiving, but just was like, nah, we don't celebrate that holiday. Yeah, because it's it's controversial, right? The history of it all is just, well, I'm just going to say it makes people feel ambivalent, especially because like as a kid, you're kind of taught about the pilgrims and the pilgrims are like just these very innocent people who are looking for freedom. And then made friends when they got here. They made friends. And they ate food together. I should say I did learn about Thanksgiving from Adam's Family Values. Shout out to that movie. Oh. It holds up. I watched that movie a lot. It's a great fucking film. It's uh, Christina Ritchie as Wednesday Adams, Mm -hmm. And she's like playing like all of the like reject kids are playing like the Native Americans, basically. Yeah. She just comes on with like massive political commentary. Yeah. She's like, you stole our land. Yeah. <laughs> you took it or whatever. And so we're going to burn it to the ground. And they just like set fire to the stage. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> it was so great. It was so rich. That meme is still used yeah. every year. Oh my God. It's so It is good. used every single year. You just see Christina Ricci like, whew, oh my God. Burn this shit. You don't realize that until... You get a little bit older. Well, it's like the same thing. Like, my family celebrates Christmas. We're not Christian. Like, you don't really think about holidays. I don't think you think about where they're coming from. You sort of just think about gathering as a family. Mm. Um, But we have a lot of similar things. We have, like, Australia Day, and we'll talk about Columbus Day, which I think is probably more comparable later. But, like, we have similar controversies in Australia as well. Oh, okay. Around holidays. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are colonial bullshit. Right. And essentially, like, I, growing up, it was, they would just show us peanuts. Like, not the actual peanuts, but the no, cartoon the cartoon, peanuts. yeah. He would just show us peanuts, and they'd be like, look how great this holiday is. <laughs> and everyone's always happy today. And then it wasn't until I was, like, I would say, like, probably 9 or 10 that yeah. I started really identifying drama with Thanksgiving. I was like, wait, hold on. So after they had dinner, they fought. We'll eat together and like, yeah. Yeah. Because the Native Americans, they like taught the pilgrims how to live off the land, right? Yes. <laughs> then they were like, thanks. And now we're going to kill you. And now we, we're just going to keep moving and like setting up houses where like you have like teepees. But like we have these completely fundamental differences mm. in the way we look at land ownership. Like that's the beef. Mm. Like the beef is because of how Europe historically was constructed and how things were passed down and how land was bestowed upon others and nobility and paper and law. You know, you go to an area and you set up a house and you get your land, you're like, no one can come. Meanwhile, the natives are like, none of this shit is ours. Yeah. Like, it's everybody's. Well, it's that's everyone's a, and no one's. That's a, that's, I don't know that much about Native American history, but as I'm to understand it, that's like sort of the ethos with the land, right? Yes. It's like, this isn't ours. Yeah, this isn't ours, but this is, this is 
was bestowed upon us. Like we have a privilege yeah. by having this land and these resources and we just use them for the betterment of others. Meanwhile, pilgrims are like, this is mine. Don't come here. So imagine like you had your shit set up over here or you should just come over here and take naps. Mm. And then one day you pull up and take a nap and some dude pulls out a gun and is like, why are you sleeping here? And he's like, it's everybody's. <laughs> the natives are like, wait, hold on, hold on. So we just can't pull up here no more? No, you can't. It's ours. That's still happening with gentrification, no? Uh huh. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just, you know, it just goes to show you this shit don't change. <laughs> it just, you know what I'm saying? It's just a little remix sprinkle here and there, but this shit don't change. Like, even small things like cashless restaurants. Yeah. Like, it's fucking gentle. Like, so much of New York exists on cash. Yeah. And, like, cashless restaurants, A, it's fucking illegal. And, B, it's, like, it's just being, like, there is a portion of people that we don't want to have in here. Well, we um, we wrote a letter to the city council in law school combating it, saying yeah. that it's actually oppressive. But it is illegal now. It's a, They made it illegal Yeah, after I know, but letter. they still yeah. have cashless places. They have cashless, but, like, everything... Like they're giving everybody a certain amount of time mm. to do to go to, back to, to having go back cash. To having cash. Yeah. I remember when I like there was a period of time when I was living purely on cash here. And like I went to a place and they were like, We don't take card. And I was like, I don't have any money on my card. The the place I that the place that shocked me mm. when I was like, Oh nah, this cashless shit gotta change was when I went to Van Leeuwen and Van Leeuwen was like card only. And I was like, what? I had my card. I was like, okay. But I was like, 15-year-old Carl would have mm. took a fine-ass yeah. honey to <laughs> Van Leeuwen and would have only had cash, and they would have said, no, you know how embarrassing that would have been for 15-year-old Carl? <laughs> so were you taking all your dates when you were 15? I was definitely doing dates. I was going to um, the Pavilion in Park Slope. I was, look, listen, when new movies <laughs> dropped, I was like, yo, what's up? Like... At the track, we gonna both take a shower. You know what I'm saying? We gonna go to the pavilion, chill. I mean, catch a movie or two. You know what I'm saying? Go. You was cash only though. Take a walk in. The, now imagine if I went to the pavilion to pay for my ticket, and they'd have said cards only. Yeah, a been lot of mad. places in Australia have implemented it now because we have uh, we've had the tap system for so long. Oh wow! And uh, like we've had it for like a decade before y'all. I was so shocked when I came here and like I had a card without a tap. Yeah. We have done it. I think a lot of places have done it because of COVID because it's cleaner. You yeah. have to touch anything. You just yeah, tap yeah. it. If it's under $100, you don't have to touch anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I understand, but like also it's a different economy. We do have people who work for cash, but it's much less common than here. Mm, um, yeah. But yeah, here it's like the city runs on cash. cash. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you're, you know, 13, I mean, if you're 14, 15, 16 years old, or if you're even 12 or 13 and you got a little uncle whoever or whatever who lets you work under the table you know what i'm saying like who <laughs> yeah. only got cash yeah he only got cash you know what i mean so because of that you know you're trying to go around live your life do some cool shit then somebody says now nah, go get a bank account go get a card and yeah don't get me wrong bank account is necessary but it's like don't restrict me from spending my money because i don't have one yeah exactly right so i thought that was a little fucked up but like a lot of that is rooted in that gentrification history that yeah. little, that plymouth that plymouth history you know what i'm saying <laughs> that that thanksgiving pretty marketing surrounded around that 
So you're saying for Thanksgiving, the way we should really celebrate is by gentrifying neighborhoods? By Yeah, yeah. We should call the Native Americans the Canarsie Natives. Because I'm from the Canarsie area of Brooklyn. And like the reason why it's called Canarsie is because that's where the natives, mm. the Canarsie Native Americans. That I was, didn't know that. Yeah, that's where they lived. That was like their shit. Like, interestingly enough, Canarsie High School, their mascot is a Native American. They're the Canarsie Chiefs. Still? Yeah, still. <laughs> still. I didn't and think like, we were doing that anymore. Yeah. So they should just pull up and be like, all right, cool. Your house, mine. Your house, mine. <laughs> 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 just turn it back that. on them. They be like, this, we changed it now. Like, let me get your crib. Uh, what you mean? Yeah, we 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 reverse gentrifying. Yeah. We're just taking it all back. I mean, it seems. It, it just seems proper. Sure. Makes sense. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Something that I've noticed. So in Australia, like we do like uh, an acknowledgement of country and like a lot of stuff like that in our everyday lives around indigenous Australians. But I don't see a lot of that here. Did you do anything like that at school? If you're in like Kanasi, it's like name for native people. You've got your mascot, which is wildly inappropriate. Mm-hmm. You did nothing? Nah. Yeah. Nah, we really didn't do much. Mm, I would. I would. We just knew this was where they were at. Mm. That's all we knew. And we kind of knew why they were there because Canarsie's like down by the bay. Mm-hmm. So they got fish there. And like people still go fishing in the bay. So um, it's just the fish are probably a lot dirtier than they were back then. But also the land here was flat. That's why there's an area called Flatlands. Mm-hmm. So we knew that they inhabited this area. And I think I knew this because like my parents taught me this. Mm-hmm. I wasn't taught this in school. Yeah, like there was no like, hey guys, so we're going to sit down and like give reverence to the natives as we go off to Thanksgiving holiday break. Nah, it was just somebody in this Thanksgiving play is going to be a Native American and they're going to look cool because they're going to have like the feathers on their head. Oh, so you really did plays like every year for Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely did plays. Like, Like when I was in middle school, we did a lot of other, like we did a lot of shit. Like, for every holiday, there was either a play, because I went to Catholic school. Like, when it came to, like, Easter, this shit was, like, a spectacle. Jesus Christ Superstar? It was. So we did this thing called Stations of the Cross, where people would volunteer their homes to be places where we stopped. And we would, like, reenact Jesus's, like, last week. So, like, it first house is Jesus and his mans was chilling and they had dinner and you, Judas and you know what I mean and yeah, then yeah. the next stop would be so Jesus woke up and the Roman soldiers were there and Judas gave him up different for 30 houses? different houses then it was then Jesus was locked everything up everything in this country is just Pilate. so extra yeah OD one year I was Pontius Pilate I felt no not Pontius Pilate I was a Roman Soldier. Uh huh. So, like, I had to beat Jesus. <laughs> I, and I was so fucked up. <laughs> First of all, I was fucked up because, like, the walk is ridiculous. Like, I'm in like seventh grade and I gotta walk like four miles. Oh, and you have to walk stop. with Jesus on the cross? You gotta walk. You gotta walk with Jesus on the cross. Holy shit, That's man. That's what they did. So, you gotta walk with Jesus on the cross. And um, this, this is, is real, at school? This is some real cult shit. <laughs> by the way, by the way I'm, I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, this is kind of culty, actually. So you stop at each house or whatever. And then there's like the whole part where like Jesus is actually walking. And like 
everybody in the neighborhood knows what house is at when Jesus's walk starts. Like when you reach that house, there's a bunch of people outside already. Like everybody in the neighborhood fucking comes outside and it's like you're literally walking in between people. As you're making Just like stop. Jesus would have. And, and you had to be a Roman God? Yeah. And like people were like, um, you know, the part where Jesus fell for the first time. They're like, Jesus fell. The priest is like, mm. and then Jesus fell. So the kid fucking falls real dramatically. And everybody's looking at me like, you're not going to beat his ass? And I'm like, <laughs> and I, gotta, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta like slap Jesus with oh this. Oh my like, God. I just felt so bad because I'm like, damn, I'm like actually beating up Jesus and Jesus is my man. Like, how could I do this? Jesus. Jesus is my guy in real life, but I gotta act like I don't like him right now. Oh like, my I don't goodness. like this. It's so interesting. Like, I always think about this because one thing that kind of strikes you when you're from somewhere else is Americans are always like, much better at putting themselves out there and like being the center of attention and like just going for it. Whereas like British and Australian culture and a lot of other cultures, it's like not good to be like that. Right. You know, I sang and stuff. So I was on stage and things, but like in terms of like putting myself out there and really going for things, I like really hold back. And it's something I have to deal with a lot. And it's particularly hard when I live here because everybody's been growing up with this shit. Everybody's been where doing they're like, Oh yeah. Across. I've been, I've been just like walking down the street. The whole neighborhood's out here. And I'm like, 10 um, yeah <laughs> whereas like i don't know i think i was mary magdalene one year at my grandma's church mm -hmm. that's about as far as it went i mean obviously singing and stuff as well but that's a whole different that's a whole different thing and and this happens also on thanksgiving interestingly enough but like even as a child you're like taught to to put yourself out there like one thing that that's a tradition in my family that i've also seen as a tradition in other people's family is they always make the youngest kid pray on the table for mm -hmm. like over the food. Yeah. It's not like some grown ass person who has all these years of experience in praying. Um, it's always a young kid. And like, they would always make me pray every year until one year I got smart on motherfuckers and they just made me stop praying. So what I did was I was like, all right guys, um, I'm ready. We're all going to say grace over the food. And everybody was like, all right, cool. And I said, grace, all right, let's see. And it was like, all right, what you not going to do? <laughs> <laughs> so, so after that year, like, they was like, we giving this shit to Carl's little brother. And my little brother said a proper prayer before we ate. You're, you're taught to speak in front of others, mm -mm. stuff like that. These children are, things are that seen like, and not heard. And well, especially in my family, children are seen and not heard big thing mm -hmm. and then our general culture is really like we have something called tall poppy syndrome which i don't think i think i've spoken to you about it before i don't think i've spoken about it on the podcast mm -hmm. where like it's like you cut down the tall poppy yeah. like you want everybody to be like on a level and so yeah. if you're somebody who like like even now if i went to go apply for a job in australia like i would apply for a job in america or apply for like a podcast thing or whatever i would be seen as like very arrogant for just like upping myself or putting myself out there or even just like doing podcasting at all feels like oh really you really think that like you should be doing that like you know right, it's like right. a really interesting culture until you're really successful and then they're like oh yeah 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 this is great you should do all of this you know it's like kind of weird so it's like quite opposite culture so I always get like very confronted with with American family wow. things as well that's interesting because like right now the youngest person that says grace every year now is my cousin, Mariah, who's like, she, she's like eight now. Mm -hmm. But she's been saying grace since she's, she was five. Yeah. And like, she says grace spectacularly. 
Well, she's just in there. She, Grace is just like a Broadway show for Mariah. <laughs> she's been waiting all year to do Grace. That's the youngest child energy <laughs> like, right there. She's like, dear God, uh, I want to thank you so much for bringing my family together this year. Oh, that's so adorable, like, though. Th- she's going in. And then this is the thing. After, so like in, in contrast to what you said, after, people are like, Oh my God, Mariah, that was the greatest grace I ever heard. You should give grace every day. So like when I hear that, I'm like, wow, like that is great. Like reinforcement. That's positive reinforcement. It's good. Right. But culturally, I would assume on your end, like a kid who's just like so dramatic about giving grace and trying to like get all of God's attention during the grace, <laughs> the, the, the spotlight. I mean, yeah, I think, I think there's pluses and minuses to all of it. And obviously we're speaking about, I mean, I don't know what it's like in the South. I would say that culturally America as a whole, from what I've seen, is much more like put yourself out there culture. Mm. Like I've been in situations where people just like break into song and like people are cool with it. If they can sing, they're like, oh, that's really great. I love that. Just sing. And I'm just like, you know, I've got a good voice, but like, I'm going to break into song unless I've had like a bottle of wine and I'm in an environment that encourages that. But like in Australia, people would be like, whoa, what's she doing? Whereas yeah. here people would be like, oh my God, the talent, like people are very encouraging here. Yeah. And it's, it's hilarious because you get Americans going to Australia and they're like, everybody's so nice. And I'm like, no, the fuck they're not. <laughs> like you think they're nice because they know that you're American and they're dealing with things that if I did them, they would be like, nah. But because Uh, they're like, oh, they're American. It's just their way. That's just what Americans do. And you guys don't even pick up on all the passive aggressive shit that they're doing. Oh, wow. They're passive aggressive as hell. You can tell. It's like just micro like expressions. Yeah. And like every culture has them, right? But yeah, it's just interesting. No, I just sometimes I feel like, you know, what if I'd grown up here? How confident would I be? I don't know. And Twitter kind of tells us Mm. this, that there's just this level of arrogance with Mm -hmm. everyone. Everyone's an expert on everything. And that's because as kids kids we were taught say what's on your mind <laughs> don't let anyone keep your mouth shut yeah close mouths don't get fed <laughs> these things that just makes us speak more than necessary right <laughs> so so i don't know i think there is this level of a benefit because it allows you to be a bit more introspective and also it allows you to read rooms a lot better i know that as like a teenager like a teenager is when I really started like learning how to read rooms a lot. And then like, obviously I got better at that as an adult, but like, I feel like if I was a kid learning how to read rooms, I probably would have noticed certain things a lot earlier in my life. Mm. Um, I would have probably noticed a lot of the Thanksgiving drama at a much earlier age. You could have started fanning the flames so many years So many years earlier, I could have been starting more drama. (laughs) I just wasn't reading the room. I was too busy playing cars with my other cousins (laughs) and not reading the room, right? All the fun you could have missed. Right. Okay, so we've established that, like, I think people know the history of Thanksgiving pretty well, and I think we've established a controversy. I do want to talk about one thing, though, because I thought it was really cool from the research that Thea did, which is there's a thing called Thanksgiving masking, and I'm wondering if you knew about that or if that's something that you're also now learning about. You know what's interesting? I never heard of it until I read the research. Okay, so... Do you want to tell me about it? You want me to tell you about it? No, no. I, I want you to tell, tell okay. us because, like, there's probably a level of context that I still need to, like, capture. I don't know if I got the context either, mm. but basically 
kind of what is now Halloween sort of started out as Thanksgiving masking. Yeah. So in the mid-19th century, people would dress in costumes. So like animal mask, uh, cross-dressing, political dressing, which is usually what I do for Halloween. And um, of course... Brown and black and yellow face because mid 19th century. How could we not? Um, and kids would dress up pretending to be homeless and they would go to door to door asking for food and money. And so in the 1920s, the pranks and parades and whatnot began to bother people for Thanksgiving, but they moved it to Halloween instead. You're telling me that a bunch of kids were running around actually being Oliver Twist? They were like, can I have some more Pretty at much. everybody's door Apparently. <laughs> for Thanksgiving? It, like when I read that, I was like, wow. And it's the costumes that I thought were pretty interesting more so than the actual act. Because, you know, you kind of get used to Halloween. Like, yeah, we, it's customary for everybody to go door to door and fucking ring bell and get mm. candy. But it's like, no, we're going to dress as poor kids. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we might not be poor, <laughs> but we finna dress like we're poor. You know what? That's some rich people shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to be for, for Thanksgiving masking? Poor. poor. <laughs> I always wanted to know what, was that, what that was like. <laughs> Yo, I thought, that was, I thought that was really interesting that Halloween became this thing and that we never, ever knew about this as the history of Halloween either. You know, like... This Thanksgiving masking thing has been completely kept from me my entire life. I felt a lot. When I looked at it, I had to Google it. To make I was, sure it was I was right. like, Thea's fucking wilding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, Thea, you're bugging right now. And then I said, oh, Thea really be on her shit. <laughs> she really be finding shit, man. Like, yeah. So I was Shout not ready her. for that. Speaking of parades, um, have you been to the Thanksgiving parade? No, Thanksgiving I don't parade? like crowds. Uh, so we can generally say that anything that involves a crowd, I don't go. So that means you, you haven't been to the New Year shit either. Uh, nope. Yeah. I can't think of honestly anything worse. Yeah. Um, like when I think about it, I don't do, I don't do any like, I don't do, I have never been to a music festival either. Mm. Uh, I never go to protests. Like I just like, I don't. No crowds. I don't like crowds. I'm consistent on it, but I should, I feel like I should go to like some, I mean, in Australia, we have a lot of music festivals that are like quite spaced out. Yeah. I get nervous. I'm so no parades. I've seen them on TV. Actually, that's not true. I've been to pride, oh, but okay. I was in it. Like I marched in it. Oh, so you got, you had space. So I had space. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and sense. then I tried to go another year and I like looked on the side. It looked like there were people. And so I just went and had lunch and stuff. Pride is fucking great. I love it. I think Pride, Pride is also different because it's like a queer space. It's like there's a different oh, I was level of like as hell. Oh no, but it's like <laughs> the norms are set by like yeah. the queer like oh, yeah, of course, community. Yeah. And so I yeah. think it is a little bit more of a like, especially as a woman, like I think it is a bit more of a like respectful space. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely like Doing Pride and being in Pride was fine because, yeah, heaps of space. I, I, Pride is fucking fun as hell. Yeah. Uh, Halloween in um, the village mm -hmm. is... Samori's shaking his head. Samori's like, that shit is crazy. <laughs> it's spectacular. Oh, is it though? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, it is... It is great. Like, you go out there. So, like, I went out there one year with my ex-girlfriend and um, I was I was a football player. And she was a referee. And, like, 
apparently there was a bunch of referees that night. Mm. It, it was just it. It's just mad love. So it's not the parade. It's like just being in the It's East just Village. being in the space and just like everybody just mm. like being hilarious and seeing all the different like innovations and costumes. Yeah. It's just dope as shit. I should check it out. I think yeah. my, my Halloweens that I've spent here have been kind of random. Like one year I ended up at like the Chanel Halloween party. Oh. And that was like, you know, with the big like carousel uh, in Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. Um, in park? Dumbo. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was like in the carousel squad. Oh, shit. And so that was fun, except I came from work and like I had vampire fangs and just like black because I was working as a bartender. Yeah. And they were like very unimpressed with my costume. And I was like, I came from work. Yeah, there's, uh, a, there's a lot of costume shaming. Yeah, yeah. They It was like the only time they've been like, are you sure you're on the list? And I was like, the fuck I am. Right. I am completely sure I'm on the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my ancestors ain't fight for me to be taking shit from no crackers. I said, I said, I said, my ancestors ain't fight for me to be taking shit from no crackers. Got that bishop up in their chest. That's what got my king and queen captured. Running through the shoots and climbing up ladders. Trying to duck the noose they used to free taggers. Traveling the routes to move to free status. Had to be the best at hide and seek. Shamalama, my ancestors ain't die for me to be answering in no matter.